Hello, I'm Craig Manson, guest host for Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm with Penny Manson, also a guest host for Authors on the Air, and we've got a great little group to talk about today. We're at BotcherCon 2023 in San Diego. Thank you, Craig. We are very excited to have a reader and writer and a married couple writers to kick off today's recordings, and we're very excited about being at BotcherCon. I think everybody is feeling relieved. We can all meet together again, and I understand that uh, BotcherCon is almost at pre-pandemic numbers. BotcherCon, on average, has around 2,300 people, and we're at 1,700 for this conference. We are real excited about it. I've got Wes Blaylock. I've got the married authors, Will Zeilinger, and Janet Elizabeth Lynn, and I have reader extraordinaire, say Taggy. So we're going to start off with Wes, are you having a good time? I'm having a great time. Is this your first voucher call? This is my first voucher call. I'm so glad you're having fun. Okay. You write, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you write, and give us a 411 on Wes. Okay. I'm a retired university police officer here in California. And when I got close to retirement, my wife said I needed to find a hobby. So I returned to writing. Writing is something I did when I was much younger, but gave up as you become an adult and get a family. And I started, I read a book called Yosemite, Death in Yosemite, Off the Wall. And it chronicles, it's a nonfiction book that chronicles people who have died in national parks. And I was so overwhelmed by all the information in that I developed this park ranger character who goes and solves crimes and rescues people and saves lives in a national park. Wow. My husband, Craig, was the assistant secretary for the Department of the Interior in charge of fish, wildlife, and national parks. So he was over the park ranges. And so this is that's a book that you definitely want to check into. Definitely. Definitely. That's so exciting. Yeah. And so Wes is your non-diploma. Yes, it is. But your real name is? My real name is John Laws. But I figured that nobody would believe crime fiction written by <laughs> someone named John Laws. They'd, they'd look at that and go, that's not a very creative pen name. I, I imagine the stories aren't very creative. So you, you had to come up with a non-diploma because you thought your real name wouldn't sell the book. That, yes, that, and I wanted to put a little distance between me and anyone who might be mad at me during my 30-year <laughs> Smart idea, smart idea. Okay, so I'm going to move over to the married authors. Okay, so Will Zeidinger and Janet Elizabeth Lynn. Okay, I got to say, just trying to write a book by myself is hard enough. The idea of trying to co-author with another person and have that person be a family member, and have that family member be your spouse makes my head want to explode. <laughs> how long have you been doing it? How many books have you managed to do, and how do you keep out of divorce court? A lot of people ask us that question. We total between the two of us, we have 17 books, and we have one coming out next month, And but six of them we've written together. And it, what's happening is that we do a really good job together. You're one of these people who are able to hang our egos at the door and not get involved with getting a good book out. 
So I talked to to co-authors once where one wrote chapters one through three, the next wrote chapters four, five, six, and then they got to bet together and melded them. And then we talked to mother-daughter team yesterday who do everything together from the plotting to the planning. To, how does it work for you guys? Janet's very diabolical. She does comes up with many of the <laughs> any of the initial ideas for the book. I like it. And she'll outline because she's an outliner. I'm a pantser. We're considered a mixed marriage. <laughs> but I do like to kill people. Yeah. Okay. So she'll write a loose outline and have some ideas and then they'll sit down and discuss it. And then either she'll start or I'll start and go through the whole thing really roughly and then give it to the other person. And they add and we switch it back. We go back and forth about 10 or 12 times. About 10. Some, this next last book Kate, was 12 times. It went back and forth. But the thing is, is that when we I outline it, I give it to him, he adds to it, and then I start writing it, and I give it to him. So we, like I said, we pass it back and forth. Again, the idea is to write a good book, not who wrote what scenes, and each of us have had to give up scenes that we blood, sweat, and tears over. <laughs> Kill your darlings. But, yeah, but, but having, writing mysteries, I've had to learn to be an outliner because it can't keep all that stuff straight. And my first books before we started writing together were not all mysteries. Wes, are you an outlier or a pantser? I'm a pantser, and but I do I, I understand Will's point about forgetting details. So I actually have reference sheets. Mm -hmm. They're not an outline per se, but they have all the information I know I need to refer back to. See, when you're writing mysteries, clues, you have red herrings. You have misleads, and you can, I can't keep them straight. <laughs> who's and related to who? Yeah, who's, oh, who's related to who? Who's already dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. God forbid you should change eye color in the middle of the blood. Real details like That's that. That's when you got two people working on it. Yeah, I thought he was a blonde. No, it's redhead. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to talk with our extraordinary readers, Sage Hagen. The first question I want to ask, the first question I want to ask, is this your first Bacha No, I have been coming to Bacha since uh, Long Beach, so I think it's about nine years. And uh, yeah, and I love it. I just love it. Do you find it affects your reading positively or negatively to see behind the curtain, as it were, well, of think, your favorite authors? I think it's positive because if you're standing online at Starbucks with Anne Cleans and then she comes down sits and has breakfast with you while you're like, okay. I didn't even go home and tell people that aren't history readers, yeah, I just had breakfast. Please. <laughs> it's things like that just make it. That's really exciting to hear. I was in the elevator coming down yesterday with someone and I said, reader, author, and they said, I'm just a reader. I know you don't see yourself as just a reader because you don't to writers. Right. I I think I would have said that at one time. Now I realize what an important role I play, especially when I go and buy the book. And no, I'm a reader and I will support you and I will give you, I will tell people about you and I will tell people to read you. And you write reviews? No, that is something I have to start doing more of. I I will, I have done a few and I think I will start doing more because I've realized that really counts. I do, 
at the when you get to the end of the book, I do rate every book. <laughs> I think more than ever before, authors live and die on those reviews. So we, if you loved the book and you love the author and you want to see more of them, the best way to let the publicists know are the authors who's in charge of setting up doing more books is those reviews. No, I was going to add, I said that I've told people before, I said, please give us a review wherever, Goodreads or Amazon or wherever, because if you don't and you, and you think our book is crappy, we'll be keeping writing crappy books unless you let us know. <laughs> so we appreciate every word that a reader says. Is What's this- your perspective on that, Wes? I have a friend who's also an author, G. Allen Wilbanks. He writes horror stuff. And because he has a horror bend, he says every time a reader reads a book and does not submit a review, a kitten dies. <laughs> so I'm trying not to kill any more kittens. We got a lot of backlash for that. But yeah. <laughs> But people remember it. Don't kill the dog. Don't kill the kid. Don't kill the kid. That's it. This is this your first project? No, we can't find kid. So I wanted to ask both of both West and uh, Will and Janet, what's your newest book that's out? Our next book will be out in two weeks. Okay, you have one coming out, and it is it's, it's called Stone Bob. It's We've been writing murder mysteries. This one's a thriller that takes place in Ireland, 1962. And this is the first in a series. The series is called The International Crime Files. And this is number one. goes into Ireland, as he said, 1962. And the next one will be going into Istanbul in 1962. So is this your first series? No. The series, the Skylar Drake murder mystery series, that was our first series together. I have a series of my own and also two standalones, and he has four standalones. Series? Standalone? I actually, most of my stuff is series related. My main character is a, a young 20 something female park ranger named Uitsu McLaren. Uitsu is a Paiute word naming, meaning little bird, and her father was white just called her Birdie. So she prefers to go by Birdie just because Huitsu tends to confuse people. Mm. I only have several short stories out currently in various magazines, but I, I did finish the first draft of my first Birdie novel, The Wolf You Feed, about some trafficking issues with the young women from the nearby Miwok Reservation. Oh, wow. So when can we look forward to seeing you in that your but, your debut novel. I I would love to have it ready in late 2024. I have to hand it to you. I can't do short stories. I've tried. I've done a couple of them and I sold them, but it like takes blood for me to write short. I had tried to write a novel first, and then I realized I didn't know Birdie well enough. So I sat down and wrote a bunch of different short stories, putting Birdie in different kinds of places and now i know her pretty well so now i'm able to write a full novel with her so what book have you most recently read that you love and you want to tell everybody make sure you check it out i love 
Happiness, the Thursday Murder Club. I read the first one. And the idea of writing, reading a book where the, the people that solved the mystery are even older than I <laughs> And I like the voices. I like, I like, I think Richard Osman has given them incredible voices and voices different and of the main characters. And I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. And I, I like, like a sister. I thought that, thought I learned a lot in that. Yeah. I thought I learned a lot by reading that book and the interesting dynamics of her wealthy father and, and not being sure she likes the fact that she has this wealth. Wow. And I am very interesting. And now I've gotten into CJ Botts because I like, I have a friend who you should interview who does read every book for uh, for the Anthony's. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she yeah. does it almost every year. And so I read some of them and then I meet up with Pat here and I go, okay, who are we voting for? <laughs> and if we can have different ideas. So I read that one and I really like that one. And she says, but I'm going to vote for this one. Yeah, you read all of them. <laughs> but it's, I think that's important to have people read the books and vote for me. Absolutely, absolutely, because people really love being nominated, and of course, winning the awards is you know that our dream. That's what everybody is writing for. So Pam calls these little interviews just a bite of the apple to entice people to eat the rest of the fruit. So we're getting ready to wrap up. What little snippet do you want to say on the airways to tell people about your writing, about you? make them want to know more or about readers and what to, to make them want to read more, to make them want to know more about your books or about you as authors. I have to say that we like to write international and travel. We've done a lot of that and we keep an album at every place we go. So we write our books from where we've been. And a lot of people have told us, I could feel it. I could feel the bugs. I could feel the cold. Because we've been there. <laughs> we felt the bugs and the cold. And the smell. <laughs> <laughs> they say they use all five senses. And, yeah. And you can't really do better research than to, to actually be in a place and feel, smell, see, taste. Especially the smell. Especially. Okay. Yeah, I think I get a lot of the same kind of feedback because one of my first short stories had Bertie on a special assignment at the Grand Canyon. And the people that I had asked to read it came back saying, I was sweating just reading it because of the, <laughs> the heat that I felt. So, yeah, I, I like to immerse in the environment. The setting is part of the story, part of the character. And I want people to feel like they're there. Uh, although usually I use fictional places because I don't want people telling me, you can't really do that there. <laughs> <laughs> and they will. What about for readers? I think the best advice, especially at a voucher con, is get, go up and talk to people. But get, even if it's a big-name author, go up and talk to them because you're going to learn something. And ask questions and listen. It's, it's so much fun. Okay, I want to thank you all for joining us this morning on Authors on the Air. It's been a pleasure interviewing with you, and I hope you have an enjoyable rest of the conference where... 
at the we've hit the hump now. This is day four, so it's just tonight and a half day tomorrow. And people are starting to slow down a little bit. But I hope you enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you so much for joining us on Authors on the Air. And have a fabulous rest of the day.